officially crossed the border into the free state of V. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard here to another exciting episode of the Free State of V podcast. I am, of course, your host, Victor Takis, and the title of this episode is The Marxist Shit Show, because that's exactly what we're seeing in our country today. A microcosm of this shit show is, of course, Joe Biden, and he literally... He literally had a shit show at the Vatican just this past week when he met with the Pope. According to technotrends.com, and the headline for the article is posed in question form, it says, What happened during POTUS's meeting with Pope Francis when Joe Biden had a bathroom accident? President Joe Biden, it reads, is making headlines for all the wrong reasons on social media. Many people are wondering if rumors that Biden had a bathroom incident while meeting with Pope Francis at the Vatican are true, prompting the hashtag PoopyPantsBiden to trend on Twitter. On Friday, October the 29th, that's this past Friday, Biden met with Pope Francis as part of the POTUS's first official state visit to the Vatican since taking office. At 12 p.m. local time, Biden, who is only the second Catholic president in U.S. history— Oh, God, what a joke. He says he's Catholic. Uh-huh. Made an appearance at the Vatican's San Damaso Stadium. Monsignor Leonardo Sapienza, the head of the papal household and gentleman of his holiness, Pope Francis, how holy he is indeed, right? Greeted he, greeted he and his wife, First Lady Jill Biden. According to rumors, Biden's meeting with the Pope was unusually long because he needed to use the Vatican's facilities before leaving. Joe Biden is basically a shit show, and he had a shit show at the Vatican. Quote, the word around Rome is that Biden's meeting with the Pope was unusually long because Biden had a bit of a bathroom accident at the Vatican, and it had to be addressed before he left. Conservative strategist Amy Tarkanian tweeted. She continued on by saying, I know we joke about it all the time, but this is the current rumor circulating in Rome, unquote. Look, ladies and gentlemen, this is a disaster. We have our demented president walking around the world having bathroom accidents. He's a communist puppet. He is enforcing these vaccine mandates on us, which is going to tear apart our economy even more than what it already is torn apart. This is it. Communism is at our doorstep. I can't say it enough times. I know I repeat it over and over and over again, and I do it till I'm blue in the face. But this guy is a joke. He is demented. He has lost his mind. His brain doesn't even function properly to where he knows how to actually have a bowel movement in the appropriate places. I mean... People are laughing at us around the world. And you may say, well, the media didn't report that, so it can't be true that Biden shit his pants. That's that's not true. I didn't hear it on CNN. I didn't hear it on ABC. I didn't hear it on CBS. But the fact of the matter is, is that last Friday, those were the rumors that were going around Rome. So in Italy, people are talking about this. Somebody knew what was going on inside the Vatican and they leaked it out. So whether or not it's true, this is what's going on. That this man is so demented that this is a possibility that he could be losing his solids inside of him at an unbeknownst time and location. It's embarrassing. It really is. I actually feel sorry for the man. And to be quite honest with you, I can't for the life of me understand how his family even allowed him to run for president of the United States. The only thing I can say is power. Power is enticing. And no matter what, even if you have a family member who's running for president of the United States, you're going to do everything you can to prop him up 
just like the media is trying to do, just like his communist sycophants who are actually running the show, his puppeteers, they're going to prop him up and they're going to use him and they're in the most evil, evil fashion. They are going to do everything they can to make sure he's the placeholder as president of the United States while they implement their communist slash Marxist agenda. This, once again, is a Marxist shit show. And in the literal sense, as I just said, it is a Marxist shit show in the, just due to the fact that our president is walking around the world having bathroom accidents. It's just absolutely embarrassing. Unbelievable. Really, really hard to realize. But on a more serious note here, what I'd like to do here at the beginning of this podcast is really address these supply chain issues. We've got a massive, massive problem on the horizon. You know, last podcast episode, we talked about inflation, but inflation is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to this economy. Inflation is bad, don't get me wrong. It's, it's a bad deal. But couple that with these massive supply chain issues and we've got big, big problems, okay? Now, in my opinion, I totally believe that Biden is a puppet of the Marxist left. And they are using him as a placeholder in the White House while they implement their true communist Marxist ideology, which is causing our economy to get closer and closer to the crash that they want so that they can control us like never before. And you may say, well, that's a conspiracy theory. That's so crazy. Okay, well, here's the alternative, all right? Perhaps you don't believe me that Biden is a puppet on a string for the Marxist puppeteers. Either way, we're in deep, deep trouble. Because if he's not being controlled by somebody else, then that would mean that hopefully as president of the United States, he would try to work to fix these problems, aka, not aka, but these big economic problems like inflation and supply chain issues. But the fact of the matter is, is he's incapable of doing it. So even if you don't believe the narrative that communists are pulling the strings on Joe Biden, the only other alternative is, okay, Biden's actually hopefully gonna be working for the good of the American people. He's gonna fix this. He can't fix it. So if you believe that He's not being run by communists. Either way, we're screwed. The man has got to go. We have to unite as a people to do everything we can through our voices, not through violence, once again, but through our voices and trying to get this man out of there because we're in a bad, bad situation. We really are. And as I said, look, these supply chain issues are not gonna get much better. I go back to President Donald J. Trump's great line that he delivered in a speech on July 19th, 2020. Listen to President Trump's words because they are quite prophetic. Here's what he said, quote, if Biden gets in, you're going to end up with a depression the likes of which you've never seen. You'll be lucky if you end up with a country at all, unquote. Once again, that's President Trump, July 19th, 2020. These supply side, or the, excuse me, these supply chain issues that we're seeing with all of these ships being stacked up, all these ships stacking up there at the harbors, uh, especially off the coast of California, this is bad and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And what do we see today? The administration comes out with this new plan for these massive, they're gonna roll out these massive vaccine mandates, which is gonna lead to more and more job or or more and more shortages in labor because people are gonna walk away from their jobs because they don't wanna get this vaccine. Because a government in telling its people to get a vaccine by mandate, by mandate is unconstitutional. And they know that. And that's that's why all they're doing is just announcing it, right? They can't make it law. They can't put it in an executive order. But these dumbass corporate heads, these CEOs, they actually run with it. And they're like, hey, Joe Biden did a speech where he said, we should all do vaccine mandates. So I'm going to make my company do that. How's that working for you, Southwest Airlines? 
Huh? How's that working for you, American Airlines? Huh? How's that working for you, every other idiotic clown joke of a person CEO across this nation that's trying to be woke? It ain't working too well for you, is it? No, because you're losing your employees. So here's what we see today. The administration comes out and says, we're going to have these sweeping vaccine mandates. And of course, idiots at the top of the corporate world are going to listen to this and they're going to follow it. And so we're going to have even more supply chain issues because if you already look, look, if you look back at it, the months of August and September, we had over 5 million people walk off the job. This is nationwide over 5 million people because they don't want to be told to get the vaccine because they don't want to get the vaccine, which is a personal choice. Look, you want to get a vaccine? That's fine. Go ahead. Go get a vaccine. I don't care. I have nothing to say about it. But you cannot make people get a vaccine and then hold their jobs over their heads. And so if we think that these supply chain issues are going away, oh, no, 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 no. I told you last episode, inflation is not only here to stay, but it's going to get worse. And in the same vein, supply chain issues are here to stay, but they're not just here to stay. Like inflation, they will get worse. They will get worse. Just listen to Joe Reek, who is the vice president of My Patriot Supply. He appeared on Steve Bannon's War Room Pandemic show, which, by the way, is a great show. People can say what they want about Steve Bannon. I don't really care. We know that the left and their media sycophants have been going after President Trump, Steve Bannon, Cash Patel, all these great, wonderful people who are trying to make America great again. Um, The media and everybody else can say what they want to say. The communists can say what they want to say about Steve Bannon. I really don't care. Steve Bannon had a great episode on his War Room Pandemic show in which he brought on Joe Reek who is, as, as I said, once again, the vice president of My Patriot Supply, and he came on to talk about these supply chain issues. Now take a listen to this. Okay, let me bring in Joe Reek. Joe, what is happening to the food supply in this nation? Why can't I order everything off the menu? Why can't I go to a Taco Bell and get my tacos? Why can't I go to a store and see the food that's normally there throughout American history? Why is it not there, sir? Well, Steve, I think I think the new normal has arrived. I think you're going to start seeing this to be a commonplace. You know, 10 years ago, who would have thought with the technology that we have, the advancements that we have in farming and agriculture, that we would be in a position to where we cannot get basic items. And like you said previously, this is not something caused by a natural disaster, but this is going to be a, a man-made disaster. And we are seeing it now. Um, there's a, a common phrase called winter is coming. Well, guess what? Winter is is knocking on our door and they got a foot inside of our home. And this is gonna be more and more common as we see the increase in people becoming aware of the situation. People are becoming nervous. People are becoming scared because they see what is happening. Like you mentioned, we go into our grocery stores and the common items that we see every single day that have been there for our entire lifetimes, they are not there. There's limited supply of those items. And and Steve, unfortunately, it's just gonna get worse. You know, we deal with over 120 vendors and suppliers, and we hear on the daily basis that lead times from our purchase orders are, are going to be extended, that we cannot secure enough raw materials to manufacture our own product. You know, unlike uh, other long-term emergency food storage companies, we do everything here in our, in our facility where we grab all the raw ingredients, we put it together, we package it, and we ship it out. We are, we're going to experience tremendous delays coming down the pipeline if, if people do not get prepared. There's, there, there's only limited time that you're going to have in order to secure these things. You, you brought up a good point. Winter Sky, I didn't even get to the part that the core inflation doesn't include fuel and, and food. They've always taken that out. We're yeah. getting the misery index. Under, under, under Carter, it was 20. In, unemployment and inflation, 20. That's what the, the, demise, the end of Carter and the rise of Reagan. Here, Joe Biden's already in double figures. Double when you add in real inflation, which you got to add core inflation and add in a fuel. By the way, winter is coming. <clears throat> this is a brutal, unfair tax on the working class in this country. The fuel prices are going to be out of control because natural gas is uh, d- doubled. Uh, oils on on the you'll see the charts on oil. 
is going to come through to your heating bill. All your discretionary income of the working poor, of the working class, is going to go to heat their homes over this winter. And in China, they're not even going to have it. Lao Beijing's going to freeze, just like they're dark in Lebanon right now. This is because of the half-baked ideology, the medieval theology that is Green New Deal. Who can even know the complexity of it? Who even knows? But let's just shut everything down. Let's decarbonize and just try something else. Ask the people in Lebanon how that's working out for them. Ask Lao Beijing in China this winter when they're freezing. Ask that how they're working out for them. And the American people the same way. So, Joe, you have 120 vendors. You're already, I want this because people have to understand these supply chains are quite complicated. Right. This is what the Biden regime has blown up. So the complex your vendors right now are telling you to get ready for shortages that they're not going to be deliver on time. Yeah, I mean, we've we've had purchase orders into some of these major producers, these major suppliers of our product, you know, because we have noticed that that this is coming. We have been preparing and we've been trying to educate people that this is coming. This is what I wanted to have Joe Reek on. The guy, and they're always laughed and mocked at, right? And I, I've never been a prepper, but they're always laughed and mocked at. That 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 the, the preppers. And here's the thing: they think they think the farthest downrange of anybody. They're telling, they're telling, hey, Steve, guess what? We're going to get crushed. And he's right. We are. We are going to get crushed under the radical economic weight of the Marxist left and their ideology for our economy. Capitalism works. It has brought an enormous amount of billions of people out of poverty within the past two to three to four to five decades. And yet these Marxists, these globalists, these global warming idiots, they don't want capitalism. Their movement when it first started was known as the degrowther movement. The growth of what? Well, they want to kill the growth of capitalism because they want international communism. You cannot control a people in a free and fair economic system. It can't be done. You have to make people dependent on the government. That is the only way you can wrap your totalitarian tentacles around the whole of the population of the world. And so the idea here is to get people to believe in this global warming hoax so that more and more government control and regulations can be ushered in to kill capitalism. And that, that, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly what we're seeing. And that as well, ladies and gentlemen, is a total and true reflection of Karl Marx and his sycophants the only way to usher in government control is to utilize this radical leftist ideology to propagandize and to brainwash people into believing that the only way forward is the government. Well, guess what? I call bullshit 20, 50, 100, a billion times over. Bullshit. I'll never accept that ideology. Why? Because I don't believe in government. I believe in God. And God gave us freedom, not government. So we need to tell the government to get the hell out of our lives. And we need to bring God more into our lives. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the direction in which the world needs to head. Because if you're wondering while you look around today, why is there so much chaos in the world? Coronavirus, fear, panic, get your vaccine, this, that, and everything. Ladies and gentlemen, come on now. You've learned about it. You grew up reading the Bible, perhaps, praying, knowing your theology, knowing your religion. Believing in God, as a Christian, if you are one, believing in Jesus Christ, everything they're trying to do is anti all of that. I promise you, I feel it in my heart of hearts. They want total surrender to an international 
New World Order, a communist global government. In order to get you there, they are going to fearmonger you into believing that the only way out is government to come rescue you. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. The only thing that can rescue us from all of this, the only person, is our true creator, God himself. Get rid of the notion of the government coming to your aid. They don't want what's right. They don't want what's right. They want what's evil. Reject them and accept God. You can see it in what's going on. God has all but just disappeared from our schools and from secular life because that's what they want. They've been working at this for years. Don't take it anymore. Wake up. Choose God, not government. We'll be right back. Look, we all know January 6th was an FBI false flag, but that's not the end of it. The FBI and other government agencies have been running false flags for years. Take a look for yourself. America is streaming Fox Nation. Tucker Carlson presents Patriot Purge. Domestic war on terror is here, is coming after half of the country. The helicopters have left Afghanistan, and now they've landed here at home. And the left is hunting the right, sticking them in Guantanamo Bay for American citizens, leaving them there to rot. We are dealing with an insurgency in the United States. Terrorism for white supremacy is the most lethal threat to homeland. I've been told that I'm a white nationalist. Me. FBI, They've begun to fight a new enemy in a new war on terror. Not al-Qaeda, white supremacy. False flags have happened in this country. One of which may have been January 6th. Patriot Purge. You can see it exclusively on Fox Nation. That's nation.foxnews.com. All right. Welcome on back. And I'd like to continue with our talk about supply chain issues. The thing that's really going to hurt our supply chain coming up are obviously these vaccine mandates. Once again, look, these aren't law. These are not executive orders, but quote unquote, woke CEOs of corporations, they hear Biden speak about these things and they're like, we have to do vaccine mandates now. And unfortunately for some of them, even though their bottom line gets hurt by their own stupidity and causing their own labor shortages... Others like take pride in this and they're like, we, we have to do this for the safety of, of, of the people and all that, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Anyways, there was a great article that the Federalist published. And by the way, if you don't frequent that site, I would highly suggest that you do. Uh, it doesn't have to be very often, but whenever you can to get some real news. Lord knows there's all kinds of propaganda out there. And so it's time to, you know, take a look at what's real. And obviously the Federalist is a real site and they report real news. You can find them at thefederalist.com. This was an article that came out today about Biden's stupid vaccine mandates that are just continuing to bring Marxism to our people. Uh, the title of the article is Representative Thomas Massey, Biden's Vax Coercion Will Destroy Our Economy. And this was written by Jordan Davison. 
Representative Thomas Massey of Kentucky said that President Joe Biden's vaccine coercion mandates will effectively destroy our economy and put thousands of Americans out of work. We're about to, we're about to destroy our economy if Biden follows through with these vaccine mandates, Massey said on The Truth with Lisa Booth on Thursday. Massey said one of the industries most affected by this mandate is the trucking industry, which is already suffering a supply chain crisis created by government-mandated lockdowns and exacerbated by the Biden administration's economic policies. I just came from a round table in my Transportation and Infrastructure Committee. We had experts from the industry that deals with the supply chain, trucking experts, the people who unload the shipping containers, Massey said, and one of the things that they keyed in on is the contractor mandate that kicks in on December the 8th. And then there's this OSHA mandate. That's really going to come out. That's going to come out, excuse me. What I learned is that 37% of truckers say that they will retire, quit, or find another job if they are required to get the vaccine as a result of the federal contractor mandate or the OSHA mandate. Massey said that even if just a fraction of those follow through and are forced out of their jobs, this would be a supply chain disaster of epic proportions and we will suffer from inflation shortages. We'll go back to where we were 18 months ago, where they were euthanizing animals because they couldn't get them processed, you know, livestock for food. It will be a dystopian future if Biden follows through and people will suffer all across the country if he follows through with these mandates just on truckers. That's not even talking about all the other people that are being mandated or about to be mandated, Massey said. Massey also noted that getting the COVID shot doesn't prevent virus transmission, so even mandating it won't eliminate the risk of workers contracting it. This vaccine, nobody is any longer claiming, not even the CDC, and especially not the CDC, that this stops people from giving COVID to other people. In fact, there is a study that shows that the vaccinated are giving it to the vaccinated inside of healthcare settings. He said, there is no logical imperative for the government to force that on somebody unless they are your legal guardian. The only person who could make the decision to take a drug or a treatment is the person themselves or their legal guardian. But the situation we're in is the government is pretending that they are our legal guardian now or that they own us like livestock and that we're receiving the treatment, not to protect other people, but to protect ourselves. But they're the ones prescribing it. Massey said the government now holds the power and they own us at that point. This is why they changed the definition of vaccination in September. They are slowly boiling the frog by changing definitions in order to meet their mandates because their mandates, because their mandate isn't ethical, moral, constitutional, or even scientific in the context of your performance of this vaccine. So they have to change the definition, the words, and that's what they've been doing. And they may soon change the definition of fully vaccinated to exclude people who had two jabs, he said, during a House Committee on Transportation and Infrastructure subcommittee hearing this week. Massey questioned whether the Biden administration has directed agencies to grant religious exemptions to the COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Have you received any guidance from the Biden administration on how to process these requests, given that the law requires that religious accommodations be made to the vaccine mandate? Massey asked officials at the General Services Administration. The team is working very hard on this, Administrator Robin Carnahan responded. This is a matter of great interest to everybody across the administration. I think it's important that there be as much consistency as possible so that there's predictability in it. So yes, the team is working closely with the rest of the administration on this. So here comes Biden, <clears throat> excuse me, with these vaccine mandates. And of course, here's the General Services Administration, every other Washington bureaucratic arm going along with this. It's not law. It's not executive order. But the point that Representative Massey is trying to make in his questioning of all of these people in committee meetings is that they don't understand 
what this is going to do to our free market, what, what this is going to do, our, do to our economic system. And that's why I say, look, this problem of supply chain issues is not going to get better. Not with these crazy draconian measures, these vaccine mandates. No, they're going to get worse, ladies and gentlemen. Inflation is sky high. More and more people every single day are walking off of their jobs. And you can't blame them because they don't want to get vaccinated, many of them. We have ships stacked up waiting to come into harbor to be unloaded. And the dumbest, absolute dumbest thing that this idiotic president can do is to create more of a Marxist shit show than he already has by forcing more and more people out of the labor force. It's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. But does it surprise you? I mean, where are the cognitive abilities of Joe Biden? I think at one point he used to have them, but ladies and gentlemen, this is not the same Biden. He's a different person. Just listen to Sky News Australia, who also delivers the truth. Listen to what they have to say about some of his latest gaffes, especially when it comes to foreign policy. I mean, this Marxist shit show is not only going to wreck our economy, but China is on the brink of invading Taiwan. Everyone around the world thinks we're a joke. I mean, what could possibly go wrong, right? Listen to this. But I want to start with something that Chris Smith touched on on this program last night. The Joe Biden gaffes, the stumbles, the confusion, they just continue and they get worse. Seriously, his staff probably can't wait to get him home to bed in the White House. But before he does that, the president has to go face to face with Russian President Vladimir Putin, which is a big worry given what I'm about to show you. And believe me, most of the media just doesn't show you this stuff. Now, some of these clips are a bit long, but I want you to get a proper sense of what's going on here, a proper sense of how the US president is handling it. First up, top of the agenda between Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin ought to be Syria. But in the lead up, the US president seems to confuse that country with Libya. Um, we could work together with Russia, for example, uh, in, uh, in Libya. We should be opening up the, 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 the passes to be able to go through and provide uh, provide uh, um, food assistance and economic assi I mean, vital assistance to uh, a population that's in real trouble. I think I'm going to try very much hard to, uh, it, it is, and by the way, there's places where, I shouldn't be starting off and negotiating in public here, but let me say it this way. Russia has engaged in activities which are, we believe are contrary to international norms. But they have also um, uh, bitten off some real problems they're going to have trouble chewing on. And, for example, the rebuilding of, uh, of, uh, of Syria, of, uh, of Libya, of, you know, this is, they're there. And as long as they're there without the ability to bring about some order in the, in the region, and you can't do that very well without providing for the basic economic needs of people. So I'm hopeful that we can find an accommodation that where we can save the lives of people in, for example, in, uh, in Libya. Libya or Syria? Does he know? Wow. Putin must be trembling in his boots, hey, on the eve of this summit. We seem to have gone from Russian collusion to Russian delusion, because just have a listen to how Joe Biden responds to this question about, his, about how, exactly how he's described Vladimir Putin in the past. In a weekend interview, Vladimir Putin laughed at the suggestion that you had called him a killer. Is that still your belief, sir, that he is a killer? And I'll continue the trend, if you don't mind, of asking a second question. Do you believe if he does agree to cooperate, then what kind of a challenge do you find yourself in? How would you ever trust him? And if Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify, what do you say to Vladimir Putin? <laughs> Answer the first question. 
<laughs> I'm laughing too. They actually, I. Well, look, I mean, he has made clear that uh, uh, the answer is, I believe he has in the past essentially acknowledged that he was, uh, there are certain things that he would do or did do. But look, um, when I was asked that question on air, I answered it honestly. But it's not much of a I, I, I don't think it matters a whole lot in terms of this next meeting we're about to have. Oh, if you could just draw all that together, I guess he's saying, yeah, he is a killer, but that doesn't matter now. See, it's more than awkward, isn't it? Biden's going to be representing the interests of the free world when he confronts the belligerent Russian president in their Geneva summit tomorrow. And it's hardly shaping up as Rocky Balboa versus Ivan Drago, is it? I said before the election that the Biden campaign had all the hallmarks of a weekend at Bernie's effort. Now he leads the free world. Biden has the opposite problem to Donald Trump. Trump refused to stay on script and was too blunt for many people, especially in diplomacy. Biden can only work by reading a script. Once he wanders off on his own, no one knows where he's going to end up. It's a worry for the US, for you and me, but not for Putin. What a great point it is he brings up. Donald Trump, who would oftentimes go off script in order to work his own magic diplomatically with world leaders, kept us very safe. And now Biden, who reads a script because he can't think for himself and he's being controlled by communist puppeteers, this man is going to get us into a world of trouble. It's extremely scary. I mean, it really is. The world thinks we are a joke. And so many people criticized Trump for going off script. And they said, Trump is crazy. He's deranged. He's going to get us into a war. Trump brought more peace to the world than any other president in my lifetime. And I can tell you that with all sincerity. Biden, on the other hand, the man who follows the script... He's going to get us into a major war, mark my words, and it's going to be bad. And so all we can do is pray. God is, in fact, working. Keep those prayers flowing because we're seeing some bright spots. One of those bright spots came this past Tuesday in Virginia when Republicans were swept into office by the Virginia voters. And we didn't just see it in Virginia. We saw it in other states as well. At the local and state level, people are getting the vote out to get these tyrannical, idiotic, race-baiting, critical race theory people out of office. And we have to continue to do that. We have to work hard to make that happen all over the map of the United States of America. And November 2nd, this past Tuesday, was a bellwether. And what's happening is that people are waking up to the fact that what we had under Donald Trump was a hell of a lot better, way better than what we have under this idiot Biden. And so this episode is in fact entitled The Marxist Shit Show. The only way the Marxist shit show stops is through us. And Virginia and other states who voted for freedom this past Tuesday, are a great example of that. All we can do is make our voices heard, not be violent, keep praying, and all of this madness can come to a crashing halt. The Marxist shit show can end. I leave you with the words of the victorious Republican Lieutenant Governor, who won her election in Virginia, she is a second-generation Jamaican immigrant who served in the Marines, a patriot from head to toe, and just listen to what she had to say in her victory speech. It can almost give you chills. In fact, for me, it does. 
Because she hearkens back to, she hearkens back to the way America should be. And knowing that she's in office, Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears, knowing that she's in office now, helps me to sleep a little bit better at night. So as I said, keep praying, keep making your voice heard, keep pushing back. They are the minority, the communists. We are the majority. They have to listen to us. They have to. And Lieutenant Governor Winston Sears' victory in Virginia is a testament to that fact. Here are her words after she claimed victory this past Tuesday night. because you voted for me. I'm here because you put your trust in me. That's the only reason I'm here. Thank you. Thank you. Got my speech. Want to introduce to you my husband, Terrence. He's another Marine. My daughter, Katja. And my other daughter, Janelle. I'm telling you that what you are looking at is the American dream. The American dream. When my father came to this country, August 11th of 1963, he came at the height of the civil rights movement from Jamaica. He came and I said to him, but it was such a bad time for us, why did you come? And he said, because America was where the jobs and the opportunities were. only came with a dollar seventy-five. One dollar and seventy-five cents. Took any job he could find and he put himself through school and started his American dream. And then, yes, and now he's comfortably retired. And then he came and got me when I was six years old. And when I stepped on that Pan Am Boeing 737 and landed at JFK, I landed in a new world. And so let me tell you this. I am not even first generation American. When I joined the Marine Corps, I was still a Jamaican. But this country had done so much for me, I was willing, willing to die for this country. And so I say to you, 
Victory indeed. But I, I say to you, there are some who want to divide us and we must not let that happen. They would like us to believe we are back in 1963 when my father came. We can live where we want, we can eat where we want, we own the water fountains. We have had a black president elected not once but twice and here I am living proof. In case you haven't noticed, I am black and I have been black all my life. But that's not what this is about. <laughs> what we are going to do is we are going to now be about the business of the Commonwealth. We have things to tend to. We are going to fully fund our historically black colleges and universities. You're going to hear from your governor-elect, Glenn Youngkin, and he's got a day one plan that I'm already tired about. Don't know how we're going to make it to day two. But he's going to make sure we keep more of our money in our pockets because he's going to get rid of all kinds of taxes. We're going to have safer neighborhoods, safer communities, and our children are going to get a good education. Because education lifted my father out of poverty, education lifted me out of poverty, education will lift us all out of poverty because we, we must have marketable skills so that our children cannot just survive, but they will thrive and they will create generational wealth. That's what this is about. I'm going to finish up. We love you too. It's a historic night. Yes, it is, but I didn't run to make history. I just wanted to leave it better than I found it. And with your help, we're going to do that. We're going to have transparent government. And as I used to say as we were on the trail, hold on, Virginia. Help is on the way. The cavalry has arrived. Thank you. I want to thank my staff because I couldn't have done it without them. We were a ragtag bunch of people. We ran an impossible, improbable campaign against God was exactly with us. Otherwise, we would never have made it. And so I want to finish up by thanking you, Jesus, how sweet it is. That's right. How sweet it is indeed. And all the race baiters and all the critical race theory idiots, all the Marxists, you know, they'll have you believe that the Republican Party is just so racist, right? But we have this wonderful black woman who served in the Marines, a second generation Jamaican, come full circle as an American who believes in freedom. She wins in Virginia. And a win for her is a victory for all of us, but it's a defeat for the Marxists. And the more this continues to happen, the closer we become to ending this, the Marxist 
shit show. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and sign off here on this episode of the podcast of the Free State of E. Please be sure to visit us at freestateofe.com as well as on social media. Once again, we are on Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, and Telegram. Until next time, keep fighting and keep praying. We love you all. Uh, adios. You ask questions, they start banning. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Hey, let's go, Brandon. Hey, hey. Biden said the jab stop the spread, it was lies. I remember how you wrote, but you haven't opened your eyes. These politicians are demons just in disguise. Look at Kyrie Irving and Nicki Minaj. Look at Australia, that's what's coming next if we don't stand up. Stop complying with them, taking our rights, it's time to man up. Republicans voting for red back laws, that's just what I can't trust. If you ask what's about the facts, then they gonna ban us. Hey, this is about control, everybody knows, everyone complies. We're the kinds of pros, I don't need a plane, I just hit the road, I do what I want. I can't sell my soul, market about the crash, this is what you chose. Ruining the country, I've been best to go, you gon' take the mark. I take never rolls, I'm a man of God, I can never Let's fold. Let's go, Brandon. I can I'm like I'm Nick Cannon, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, pandemic ain't real, they just planted, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, when you ask questions, they start banning, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, I keep a drum like I'm Nick Cannon, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, pandemic ain't real, they just planted, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, you ask questions, they start banning, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, and it's clear that man a wreck, hey, Let's go, Brandon, now the Taliban a threat. Hey, you planned it, now the Taliban is standing on our neck. Chanting death to America, you are belly president. Listen, I don't think you here, man. Let me make it clear, man. Better keep your hands into yourself, that stuff is weird, man. I wish I could take you in the back place, smear the queer, man. You could take the vax, I fear God. I don't fear, man. I'm on gear 10, believe me, we ready to rumble. The only play the joke can execute. Is a fumble. I think we all know he's out to lunch. That dude went camping. I'm a Christian, so how do I say this? Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I keep a drum like I'm Nick Cannon. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Pandemic ain't real, they just planted. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. When you ask questions, they start banning. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Hey, let's go, Brandon. We know he capping. Patriots out in the street taking action, hunting us down for speaking the truth. Beat on the pedal to save all the youth. Media lying, ignore all the crying. They build them back better, but only the Taliban pilots on strike. But to Joe, it's irrelevant. Open the border, lose all the order, divide us up. So they know that we never went, but we're united. We here in the stadiums, everyone chanting it, seeing it slandering, Biden collapsing, and Democrats stealing it. Hey, we look at Joe. Can we get a refund? How about some mean tweets? Joe is a crook, and he knows how to deceive. FJB is the motto in these streets. Let's go, Brandon. Sing it with me. I keep a drum like I'm Nick Cannon. Hey, let's go, Brandon. Pandemic ain't real, they just planned it. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. You ask questions, they start banning. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Hey, hey.